been that way. If we rewind six months or so, discretionary spending was much higher. It's kind of gradually come. Mm. It's not declining, to be clear, but the rate of growth has been slowing uh, throughout the year. Hi, everybody, and uh, thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report. And along with my podcast partner, Shelly Cohan, uh, joining us today is a really special guest, Nick Mangiapane, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Commerce Signals. And today, he is going to add a great deal of valuable knowledge uh, to our podcast. So, Nick, it's great to have you here. And, um, you know, to start out with, help us unravel what your data means in terms of consumer spending. Um, I know you just released Commerce Signal's new 2023 holiday spending predictions. So before we uh, do jump into the discussion, though, Nick, can you uh, give, us, give us a little brief about uh, Commerce Signals and, and what you do for the company? Absolutely. And um, thanks for having me, Robin and Shelley. It's uh, great talking with you today. Uh, I'm, uh, I lead marketing and partnerships for Commerce Signals. I joined the company about six years ago, spent most of my career in consumer marketing um, for Procter & Gamble, uh, Rubbermaid, train air conditioning. And then I jumped to the, uh, to the tech side when I joined Commerce Signals. And so um, we the the company was founded by a bunch of banking and tech veterans with the goal of really making uh, the data from consumer card payments uh, more accessible in mm -hmm. both a trusted mm -hmm. and privacy centric way. And so, you know, when obviously with, you know, my background, I've done a lot of surveys uh, or had had them done by our, our folks before. And they're great when that's all you can get. But when you can get actual mm. behavioral data, uh, yeah. like we're able to see from card spending, um, that's what powers all of our products. And so, um, so we see Visa and MasterCard, credit and debit. We see up to 60% uh, of US transactions every day. So wow. it's a really a, a big swath and it's, uh, it's great to use to help clients. It's also just intellectually interesting, honestly, when you can see what consumer spending is doing um, in the oh, you know across the U.S. We just released this uh, holiday report. Every year we do a holiday forecast, primarily for retailers, to try to um, give them another data point of what might happen in the holiday season. Ours is, uh, as you would expect, given the data source we have. Uh, ours is based on actual spending, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's it's really just an extrapolation of the trends that we see in the data uh, that they're uh, I, I'm vastly oversimplifying what our data science <laughs> do, of course, uh, so we don't put everybody to sleep. But uh, it is, you know, it's it's projecting out with weight given to the most recent time periods. That's great. I mean, so let's we're coming off of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all the excitement you know, for the week and all. But there's so many factors that really kind of play into consumer spending. There's the overall economic growth, there's household income, inflation, unemployment, political environment, not to mention geopolitical stuff that's going on. So trying to project consumer spending has got to be so difficult. 
maybe you can kind of provide some framework around consumer spending and how Commerce Signals is measuring this over time. Sure. Yeah. And Nick, I'd like to jump in. Also, I think we do need a bit of a breakdown in terms of discretionary spending and non-discretionary spending, right? So I think consumers obviously have really been hit hard in in terms of housing, you know, rent, mortgages, uh, food, and energy. So maybe you could clarify uh, what's going on here. Absolutely. So let me start at the, uh, a good way to imagine our data is it's very similar to what you would see on a credit card statement. Hmm. So we see uh, without your name and address or your account number at the top, I should say. So it's all anonymized. But what we see is, uh, each transaction. So we see where it was, the date, uh, the amount. We don't see, you know, if you went on Amazon, we don't know if you bought a book or, mm. uh, you know, something else. Um, but for, uh, so when it comes to thinking about discretionary versus non-discretionary, we're able to put uh, retailers into different buckets of, you know, grocery stores we put into, well, that's, you know, that's a must have item. So that's non-discretionary mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So we, we work through the, the retail list that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as I said, since we see up to 60% of U.S. transactions, we're able to uh, just aggregate that. And the, the, uh, I'm with you, Shelley. If we had to do a forecast that tried to do it from a econometric standpoint, where you were trying to say, okay, we're predicting inflation to be this and consumer savings to be this, um, that would be exceptionally hard. There are probably other companies that approach forecasting that way. We really don't have to in a way because what we're seeing is already a reflection of that. So Hmm. the trends we see last month, the month before last year, incorporated all of that stuff. It incorporated inflation. It incorporated uh, household savings rates and, uh, you know, unknown prognoses for the for the U.S. economy. And so I will say last year when we did the forecast, we did have to make a special adjustment for inflation because mm-hmm. inflation was so high during last year. Um, and when we compared to our historical periods, it really wasn't that way. So we did make a special adjustment in the forecast last year. This year, now that we're in kind of the mid threes on uh, inflation, we didn't feel like we needed it. And in fact, the team uh, tested whether that helped improve the accuracy of of the forecast, but it didn't. So this year it's really, hey, here are the trends. And we do it by category. So we forecast out beauty retailers versus mass versus drugstores. Uh, versus home centers. And we forecast them out individually. And then when it comes to, uh, so and so our forecast for the holiday period is for retail overall to be up 2%. Uh, and the without a huge difference, actually, in terms of discretionary versus non-discretionary. Hmm. Um, o- only slightly was uh, non-discretionary ahead. Hmm. And uh it hasn't been that way. If we rewind six months or so, discretionary spending was much higher. It's kind of gradually come. Mm. It's not declining, to be clear, but the rate of growth has been slowing uh, throughout the year, um, both as folks 
are uh, well, one of the big reasons is we see a lot of consumers spending on away from home items. And mm-hmm. then just, instead of like, they're not increasing their spend though, there's a trade-off. And so particularly in retail, we're seeing all, all the categories associated with the home as uh, probably having a pretty tough holiday season. That's so interesting. So the other thing that I've noticed recently, there's been a lot written about it and I've, I've seen it as well, is that consumers are really looking for these alternative payment methods and the higher rates on interest cards and merchants passing along their you know, card service fees. This is really what's driving consumers to start to seek alternate ways to pay for holiday purchases, including buy now, pay later, which on Cyber Monday you know, buy now, pay later hit an all-time high usage with the staggering increase of 42.5% compared to last year. So let's talk about, Nick, based on all these factors and everything going on, what are your holiday predictions overall and what can we expect? So overall, across all consumer categories, including services, uh, we're expecting to see uh, spending increase 6.4%. So that's from kind of Black Friday through the Christmas holiday. Um, and that's on top of, you know, last year's growth. Uh, and, you know, that's that's real growth, right? So if inflation is in the mid threes, that's growth on top of inflation. So it's, uh, sorry, the 6.4 is nominal, but it's you know, if you did the math, 6.4 minus 3.4-ish, you know, that's like 3% real growth. Um, so, and as I mentioned, discretionary spending, we've got at about 6.2% increase, and we're projecting um, non-discretionary to be up 65 So pretty similar there. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, as a... As you would expect, a lot of that is driven by higher prices, right? So um, it's not like people are out there making 6% more transactions. Um, but uh, Got it. Yeah. so that's the that's the overall impact. And yeah, that uh, growth of buy now, pay later is, uh, is amazing. It definitely tells you that while folks are spending, they don't have as much, you know, the, for quite a while, there was talk about how much people had saved during the pandemic because they were home more, there were government payments. Uh, that tells you that there aren't as uh, as high bank accounts as there was at one time. Mm. You know, uh, Nick, your predictions are, I think, higher than uh, most of them out there that I have seen, which, I, you know, is a great thing. Um and it kind of tells us that the consumers are doing well or okay. And I guess we'll give retailers their holiday gift uh, of high, higher sales. But uh, can you define uh, what total consumer card spending is um, as opposed to retail spending? And Nick, also, if if you could dive a little deeper into the retail predictions. I, I know the beauty sector is hot and probably top of your list. Also, maybe you can touch upon some of the retail formats. Department stores still seem to be struggling. Absolutely. So so when I'm saying total card spending, I am saying literally everywhere cards get used. So that includes mm. all of retail. It also includes travel. It includes restaurants and uh-huh. services. even includes <laughs> utilities when, uh, when they're paid for with a card. Right. And so, so there's even a little bit of healthcare spending in there. Um, 
but so it's it is everywhere cards get used. Now, by far the biggest portion of that is retail. And so, you know, again, we see we're projecting the total uh, total spending to be up 6.4%, but retail to only be up 2% this year. Um, and Got so, it. and the, the big thing there is there's a lot more spending on experiences, uh, both leading up to the holidays, as well as what we're projecting. Cruise lines in particular, uh, I'm not a big cruiser myself, uh, but I've, I know some folks who are, and I've heard that cruises have largely sold out for all of 2024 and what? even 2025. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, oh my God. Amazing. So, um, and so, but, you know, where those dollars are coming from apparently are, uh, so let me, let me run through. You're absolutely right, Robin, that uh, beauty care is hot. So we're projecting beauty to be up 11.8%. Wow. Followed by mass merchants at 7.1, warehouse clubs at 5, and uh, pet supply retailers just below 5. Department stores actually, we're predicting, are going to be pretty healthy at 4. Wow. Almost 4.5% growth, you know, so beating inflation. Wow. Interesting. Which would be great for them. On the... uh, you know, on the on the other side of things, we have appliance and and houseware stores projected to be down twenty three percent. Unbelievable, rough yeah. rough headwind to be uh, fighting. Obviously, um, furniture stores are projecting to be down eighteen percent. Mm. Home decor down seventeen. Although I will say, I was hearing about lines like wrapping around home stores recently, so. Maybe maybe they're going to buck the forecast. Uh, <laughs> great for that that category. Uh, and then uh, even I, I was personally surprised in, to see our forecast for liquor stores to be down five percent. Uh, <laughs> really, just how much alcohol consumption <laughs> I uh, saw and heard of around the pandemic? Maybe it's coming back to earth. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, the other thing that we've been saying is we've been definitely seeing a return to physical store shopping, which I think is fantastic. Consumers are getting out and about. And the continued use of curbside pickup and buy online pickup and store, while it's not as high this year as last year in the numbers I've seen so far, it remains a pretty important component of that shopping journey. Black Friday weekend experienced almost a 2% uptick in store traffic, so people going to physical retail. Can you give us any insights? So you mentioned something about experience and travel. Would love to hear your insights about travel. I, I feel like airfares have come down a bit over last year, but how is travel doing overall? Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Shelley. So Overall, we're expecting travel to grow 4.4% this year. Um, Cruise lines, as I mentioned, is the strongest. Um, uh, But we're also expecting hotels to be up 10 plus percent. um, And uh, other what we call other transportation. So like Uber and Lyft to be around 10% as well. Um, Airlines were expecting to be close to flat. But Mm. that on top of almost 50% growth last year, which again, partly travel, but partly pricing, right? Prices were high. high. But so I don't know if I'm them, I'm pretty thrilled if we're kind of, if we're flat after 50%, if you can hold on to (laughs) 
That is amazing. So I, uh, I don't think I would be that, uh, that sad about being flat, uh, this holiday season. That's right. So, you know, it's obvious Nick, that, uh, the pandemic hit the travel industry, like, I don't know, a nuclear bomb, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And likewise now that it has receded, uh, one would think that a return to travel would bounce back across the board. But as you just pointed out, cruise lines seem to be the only major winners. So, you know, why is that? What's what's going on there? It's a really good, really good question, Rob. And it's the hardest part of the of the data that we uh, that we see and that we share in our forecasts is the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We can see what happens. We can see where we can see when. Um, I believe that part of it is just uh, demographics. And but but we don't forecast that out. Uh, so I can't say definitively oh, our forecast for baby boomers is is higher. Uh, we mm. do we do see that in our data so we can look backwards, just not part of our forecast. Um, and but cruise lines are not the only part of, well, you know, travel is up, but we're seeing other experiences up quite a bit as well. So we uh, we're predicting mm. Ticket seller, so um, geez, the blanking on the names of all the uh, Taylor sellers. Swift, Rolling yeah. Stones, <laughs> yeah. those type so of ticket concerts. It's all of those. It's all those ticket. We're expecting them yeah. to be forty-seven percent. Amazing. Uh, wow. Movie theaters are. Uh, we're projecting up forty-two percent. So it's really getting on experiences and not. Yeah. Um, what perhaps immediately after the pandemic was more like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen my parents or my aunt and uncle in such a long time. I need to go make that trip. Um, it seems to be more experience driven right now. So um, were there any other major surprises in the data? Um, well, I guess consistent with my uh, liquor surprise, we saw bars, we <laughs> We're predicting bars to be down 7%. Uh, so there's uh, some consistency there. It's not just trading at home for <clears throat> away from home. Interesting. Um, we're predicting fitness centers to be up by about uh, 14%. And that one does actually, <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's, again, versus the same time period last year. That's not just, oh, yeah, of course, at the end of the year, everybody signs up for a fitness club and, you know, goes four times and then stops going. Um, this is versus the same time last year, where the the con, uh, kind of incongruent part, point of the forecast of that is that we're projecting fast food restaurants to be up nine percent. What? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, go figure. That's where. Yeah. That's where the um, that's where seeing real data can be very helpful because I know uh, from my past lives, if you survey Americans and say, "How often do you go to?" eat out at fast foods they will likely under report that's uh, right but what is actually (laughs) and if you ask them how often they go to the gym they'll over report (laughs) i know exactly but you know and that's a point that i focused on right away the fitness centers you know and i you know all the staying home during the pandemic has been a catalyst to a lot of weight gaining right Right. (laughs) what are they gonna do they sit around and eat all day so now, right, they're going back to the gym. So yeah. um, anyway, we 
have to wrap it up here, but Nick, uh, thanks for your insights. And I just, I do want to throw in three big unknowns that sure. may very well skew some of the uh, consumer behavior out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and especially as we head into 2024, you know, we got two wars that we are very much indirectly involved in and the general election year. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with so many potential negative effects that, None of us can even begin to see that. But anyway, not to end in a cynical way, it it does look like um, Santa is going to be pretty good to retailers. And it also looks like maybe the worst for the economy uh, might be a so-called soft landing. So I certainly hope so. Yeah. Any closing comments on that, Nick? I, um, I'll just say, I, I agree with you. I am, uh, well, personally rooting for a soft landing, of course, but, yep. uh, but you know, that's what I've seen in the data as I track it all year while, while the growth of spending has slowed, it is not declining. And as such a big, yeah, that's good. The spending, uh, spending is still strong. We're forecasting it to be strong through the holiday and fingers crossed that will continue into next year. Well, thank you so much. And for our listeners that really want to take a deeper dive in that holiday spending forecast report, you can get it at commercesignals.com, holiday spending forecast 2023. Thanks, Nick, for the view on the consumer. It's always fascinating hearing what's happening. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and buzzsprout.com buzzsprout and the rottenreport.com i should say and look for us on youtube where we broadcast our podcast as well and make sure you follow us on social media link in with us for our latest thoughts about the industry and i want to thank everybody for joining us today and nick you again thank you and uh by the way if anybody has topics that they would like Shelly and i to cover just send me an email uh to robin at the robinreport.com. Thanks again, everybody.